this is Outwardly Awkward. I'm Donnie. Live and uncut. Hannah. <laughs> like a penis. More <laughs> Okay, so what are we talking about today? How about presidential candidate Joe Jorgensen? JoJo 2020. Yeah, baby. I, I think they're gaining a lot of traction. Oh, definitely. Sure. I mean, he's going to need more to get on the debate. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to have, what was it, like? Thirty percent or something like that. Thirty percent. You need you need a lot. Thirty percent. Um, the issue the issue with a third party candidate is if they're on the ballot. Plus, you need you need a majority of votes outside the electoral college, which only the states that force their constituents to vote by their vote would go to a libertarian candidate. In a normal, in, not in a normal state, but in most states, that's not the case. In most states, a Democrat or Republican has to be elected. Unfortunately. So, uh, and that's the, that's the Electoral College. So in order to defeat, you have to defeat your opponent by a majority. So that's, in a three-party race, that's the question, Right. Is would it be fifty one percent? I don't think so. I've seen that on a lot of yeah. you know, sites. I haven't seen that. I mean, I'm not. It's not like I read all this just before. But and you also have to think polls on certain sites. They're going to be biased. Like if you're going to do a, a poll with a libertarian candidate and like a libertarian face group, like my Facebook group, JoJo Power Rangers. Go look it up on Facebook. You know, if I if I put a poll in there, of course everybody's going to vote for Joe Jorgensen. Like, yeah, well, I mean, accurate polling, uh, I think, has been an issue for the country, uh, specifically in the last election. That was a huge thing. Everybody thought Hillary Clinton had it in the bag and all this other stuff. I mean, clearly it was a close going to be a close race, but they still projected her to win by like five points. Yeah. Which is the margin of error is usually three to five, depending on what poll or what what you're using. I mean, your polling data. Mm-hmm. So. When they poll for those big ones, they the best polls, Gallup poll and those other ones, quote unquote best polls there. The uh, they they poll likely voters, but you know in nineteen in in nineteen ninety six there wasn't there it wasn't everybody who had a cell phone still had a house phone. Everybody had a house phone. So unless you're in, unless they catch the right number. And you've put it on the form, and you've registered to vote recently, and your number's the same. So there's a lot of issues that come up when they're trying to reach likely voters. They're typically getting, um, uh, they're typically getting people who have a house phone along with a home phone. And I think there's a lot of people out there now, and I mean there was four years ago too, that only had a cell phone. And most likely they've switched numbers. Yeah, I mean, I haven't relatively had, recently. I haven't had a house phone since high school. It's yeah. been a long time since I've had a house phone. <clears throat> and of course, you hear a lot of people, you know, asking, "Oh, do you think she really can win?" You know, more than likely, no. But I just want her. I, I just want my vote to my vote to count as part of the percentage that she'll be able to get into the base that someone in the next election that's third party will be able to get into the debates because there is a lot of people who don't like Trump, definitely don't like Biden, and they just don't even know that there's a third option. 
Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of people saw Kanye decide to throw his name no. in the ring for a day, <laughs> for a literal day. He did it last time, too. And then he was like, no, Trump's my man. It's the weirdest relationship. Anyway. <laughs> That's a whole other story. So, but you know the bad thing, thing though, is he... I don't really think he would be a good president or anything like Kanye's president, but like, to be honest, I think people are kind of would do it like just for the fuck of it because most most people that don't want to vote for Trump would just vote for somebody else, just just anyone else. Yeah. And then boom, now we've got Kanye. Yeah. It, would, it would be so like so many people voted Mickey Mouse last time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, when we have, we've been voting the lesser two evils since, I, I mean, I, there there was one candidate in recent elections that I liked. I liked John McCain. I know there's people that had issues with him or whatever. But, you know, Sarah Palin was the one who, who really drew a lot of negative attention to his campaign. And conversely, I think that's what Biden's trying to do with Harris. I mean, he's trying to bring along both moderate Democrats and the black vote, but it's like, like they're the, the combo of the two. I think he could have, he, his choices were narrow. And I think, well, his choices that the democratic convention would, you know, want or. Yeah. God, God forbid if, if, Tulsi got up there, you know. <laughs> well, Tulsi, Tulsi made the DNC totally mad when she stepped down. When she stepped down and said, you know, enough's enough. You know, basically they were rigging the election, the, the primaries in favor of Hillary over Bernie. And that was yeah. the last election. I mean, I don't know what happened this time, but somehow there was a group of, there were so many Democrats in the race. Well, um, I feel I feel like if if it would have been slimmed down to like four or even five, but when you have twelve or thirteen candidates and you have to have them speak on different days, it's like how are you ever going to how are you going to ever get the best candidate? Like, can't someone do some pre polling there and say like I, I mean I get your you want your party to represent you, but if the DNC isn't actually going to choose the best candidate for the job, they're going to choose, you know, uh, they're going to go through all the primaries and all that stuff. Like, like give somebody, like, you got to cut those numbers down. Mm-hmm. Like, if, well, you uh, wanna, if you want to run as president, run as president. But it, as far as a, a national party goes, like, if it was a libertarian party and they had 30 people running – for president, I would hope that they would try to slim that number down early, mm-hmm. like by a certain date. We want this because the primaries, the the first primaries and the caucus, whatever, all those, they they carry weight in what they say because like Iowa caucus is first and all that stuff. They they go first and they set a precedent over who's going to win. But I mean, clearly that's not what happened this time. I, I think I think there was a lot of contributing factors. But anyway, Joe Biden's the case. And Joe Biden's losing his mind. I mean, I think it's simple as that. Well, going back to Tulsi, like, I don't know if you remember, uh, I'm pretty sure you, you, you're actually the one who told me about her, uh, episode on, uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. How they were silencing her on Google. Yeah. So there, she had a lot of weird stuff that happened with her campaign. Like Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton decided to come out and say, or I, I could be mixing two things here. 
Hillary Clinton came out to say that she was a Trump spy to the DNC. Something and, like that. A Russian spy and also or something. A Russian. Yeah. So so it was like it was a very interesting A woman born and raised in Hawaii who yeah. served our, our country in the military. Yeah. Yeah, they let anybody in there. Matter, you know. That's not the way it works. No. So I I mean, I think I think she was great. I mean, I would have loved to see her run for the Democratic Party. I would have voted for her. You know, but I like what choice Everybody says why vote libertarian is such an important election. And I'm like, this is an important election. That's why it doesn't matter if it's Libertarian Party, Green Party, um, the 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 Whig Party. I don't care what party it is. <laughs> what going party, back on that one, like, man. <laughs> I don't I don't care what party it is that is the, the two major parties. I don't I don't care. I think the third party candidate needs to have have room in the national spot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been greatly deprived. National spotlight, I'm talking about. I mean, it's clear that her campaign has gone national. I mean, it's 100% clear, just yeah. from the online stuff. So to deprive her of of all media coverage just because media is so biased. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you have Fox that's totally Republican, and you have CNN that's hardcore Democrat. And, and libertarians have, you know, Ron Paul's Liberty Report <laughs> on YouTube. It's tough. And I, I think a lot of, many, many millions of Americans today are getting their news from other sources like Joe Rogan and specific. But it's, we've lost the ability to not look at party lines about things. Like there's certain things, that, tons of things that don't need to be on party lines. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So back to Gabbard, I think she she would have been fantastic, but you know, them they even snubbed her because t- typically everyone who ran for president for a party is asked to go to the nomination, and they didn't even ask her. But yeah, she's on record not even being asked. Anyway, so but we're stuck. We have Biden, and then you have Harris, and Harris is as far right on military and police and everything as as you can get. She's as far right on on crime as it gets. It's like that it's like that meme I, I've seen all over Facebook with like the the what the uh, the cop American flag with the blue line. It's like back the blue no matter who <laughs> Yeah so I mean she so she has a history. Joe Biden has a history. I mean, I think it was a dangerous, like that's their that's that's a big flaw in their in his choice for vice president. But I'm do I would I would rather have Harris as president than Biden. I mean, uh, Biden is confused, and I mean, not to say that Trump ever made sense in his life, but he he's he's stuck with it. He has this he he has staying power. You know, he, well, he's most an narcissists have. He's an entertainer. He gets up there. He puts on a good show for his audience. He dances like a clown. People clap. <clears throat> yeah, I think... I think... There's... The lesser of two evils for a really long time has led us to... Nobody in their right mind wants to run for president unless they're 
it's not a civic duty thing. Like, <clears throat> where is someone who believes in our country, who believes that it's they don't want to run for president, but they believe it's their civic duty. They have the know-how and understanding. They have the ability to get along with people because if 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 I was president right now, I would want to have people from both political sides. Just it's like I bounce between Fox News and CNN because I want an accurate picture. I don't want somebody's bias in there, and you can't find that in media anymore. And we don't see it in government. We don't see somebody who wants to hear answers from people who might not agree or follow that party line or do whatever it is that needs to get them reelected. I mean, I, I Obama had you can I'm. I'm not going to criticize Obama on a whole bunch of stuff right now, but Obama had an opportunity as a Democrat president, as a liberal president, to try to use his office to make real big changes, even if you say not in the first four years because he was worried about re-election. In the second four years, he's a young man. His, relatively speaking, I'm talking about as far as presidents go, I mean given the geriatric state of our current <laughs> election, it's, it's, it's an issue. So, so as, as a younger president, as the first black president, and there's so many groundbreaking things that were just part of his presidency, the issues that we're having today weren't made any better by Obama being president. I mean, as far as race relations go, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not saying that people were rioting in the streets. I mean, clearly, but, but what I'm saying is it didn't do anything to make it better. Mm-hmm. They just kept the status quo. Like, if that, if ever there was a time to that the American public was really open to, to having a real conversation about race and, and the, the real systemic blockades that have been in our government system. I mean, you can't, you can't say that Reagan gave crack to the hood in the 80s and not understand that there, yes, not everybody from the hood was a black person, but that's those, the neighborhoods that were a vast majority of, you know, of any other race were, were given that stuff. And I mean, you've listed off different stuff, like there was some project with syphilis like yeah, specific, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but they tested um, a lot of uh, African-American males. They purposefully gave them syphilis, um, and then they gave them free treatment, and then they just canceled it and didn't even tell them they had syphilis. That was a government project. I can't remember the name of well, it. Well, government funded. I don't yeah. think it was actually the government, but, which, is, well, it, which, is, which is a distinction. But not a huge distinction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the way governments get around saying that they had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. They like subcontract it to somebody else. I mean, the Biden-Harris thing, their their whole campaign is, we're not Trump. And <laughs> basically, we're, yeah. we're not Trump. And we don't like seeing people killed in the middle of the street. And I mean, that's their campaign. Yet yeah, they have Harris who have kept 
innocent men in prison just so it wouldn't blemish your fucking record. You have... Their candidacy is not a fine point in the DNC's history. I mean, it's not like they were like, we have the answer for this. We're really going to go for, um, you know, a, a science and math, and we're going to really put out the smartest candidate possible so that way we can show the American people exactly what they're missing in Trump. And that's that's what I mean. I think I think that there was there was a there there was something to be said for that notion, but that didn't happen with Biden and Harris. And then the Libertarian candidate Joe Jorgensen, she's got a VP Spike Cohen. I mean, you have two former business owners. She's a doctor. She's a she's a professor at Clemson. Like there, she's, Joe Tigers. She's all. About um, taking a common sense approach, to it. Mm-hmm. and I mean, she's got she she's a libertarian, so her social her social leanings are left, and her fiscal leanings are right, and I think they have a real chance of stealing a wide swath of people, and I think the trick to that is exposure, getting out there, and they can use some political tactics as far as trying to get. Um, uh, a vice presidential debate. I mean, I think Trump might debate Jorgensen purely because he wants to prove he is a stable genius. And, uh, but I don't think Biden's trying to get in the debates at all. So I think the real... I don't even think he knows there's debates going on, to so, be honest. So I think, I think the real chance... people. <laughs> I think the real chance for the Libertarian Party is to get a vice presidential debate and they can push the Harris side. They can push the, the Harris-Biden camp to to go in for a debate. And I was talking to Donnie earlier about how they could promise, as a promise, they could say, oh, we're, we'll do this. This will be an economic debate. So that way, the Biden-Harris campaign will say, okay, because this debate Biden. Spike. Yeah. Fiscally, they're going to the the libertarians lead right on really right on fiscal issues, typically. So they wouldn't be pulling any votes from the Democrats in that situation. They would be pulling votes from the from the Republicans. So it would benefit the Biden Harris camp. And it would benefit the libertarians just by getting out there. I mean that's the thing. I mean, right, is you want I know I want to see Someone who is smart running the country. I want to see somebody who has common sense solutions. I'm not saying Joe Biden wasn't smart. I'm saying Joe Biden has really really gone downhill. He's he's gone downhill. And besides that, he's got quite the history. I mean, with Congress, the the stuff he said and voted. Oh, oh, dude, Biden has gotten like you can tell he's coming down with like dementia or something. Well, I mean, people have said that there's cognitive impair in both candidates. That I believe it. <laughs> you know, Trump drinking that water. I mean, with two hands, and he didn't want to get it on his tie. Like, again, I mean, this is it's water. This is why. This is why I think common sense. I want a woman that can hold a shot glass and a mixed drink in the same hand. Yeah. So that's a famous picture of Joe Jorgensen. She's 
she's talking to somebody. She's got like the a mixed drink and a shot glass. She's holding them both in the same hand. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it comes down to wanting somebody who's going to use more common sense than you know. Well, it's not just it's not just that. I mean, I I think I think you know having someone having someone who's smart not bought by some corporation they're not they're not friends with they're not related to they're not in charge of a giant corporation or some giant branch of some sort of governmental resource or, or whatever pocket. yeah it's it's you know robin williams made the joke years ago about them dressing up like nascar and having all of the, the, sponsors, the sponsors on their outfits, on their yeah. outfits. and I, I mean it's a great joke but it's true. It it's more than that now. I mean, we just have we, we've elected, we've allowed ourselves to be duped by these politicians who come door to door in our local congressional districts and they say, "I want to be, you know, elect, you know, elect me. I want to focus on real change." And then if they last at all, they end up with uh, they they end up in someone's pocket, so to speak. You end up beholden to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's wrong. The only people you should be beholden to is your constituents. And in the case of the president, that's that's why you need more discretion at the presidential presidential level, is because when you have someone who has to select what side of 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 an argument politically he's going to be in. What, when he's you know choosing whether or not to approve or veto a law, he's he's got not only does he have the the constituents from Wisconsin, but he also has the constituents from Maine. You know he has the constituents from Florida and he has the constituents from Arizona. He has every single one, and they all have different concerns geographically. I mean, the Midwest people always want more for their yeah. farms and and all that stuff. And even the states themselves are different. Look at up up here in New York, upstate New York. Up by Canada is you know they want different things than what the people in New York City want. We, oh, we, sure. we just want to be not considered New York City. <laughs> <laughs> we want the funding of New York City, but right. we don't want the fucking. We don't want the bullshit. <laughs> we need to get Kumo out of office. <laughs> There's a lot of problems. I mean, we need to get a lot of people out of office. I think we should just start fresh. I know that. I know that's saying a lot because there's there's people all over and you get the same candidates and so on and so forth. But make here's the thing is you you might have to nudge someone. You know, you might have to say to your friend, to your professor, to your boss, whoever it is, if you think that they have uh, you know, strong leadership skills, you know, a, a sense of civic duty, if you think those are qualities that somebody has, let them know. Get your friends. Get all of your group. If it's your boss, get the people that work there and say, hey, you know, we love you and we think that this would be a great thing for you to run for office and we'll give you all of our support. You know? And that's what I like about Joe Jorgensen. She seems, she's so real. Like, yeah. she she seems like the honest person. I don't, I don't say that about, like, any politicians, like, ever. Like, even the politicians, I do agree with them. Like, I know that motherfucker's kind of crooked, but I'm I'm, I'm still agree with him on this. But I feel like she is a very genuine person. Yeah, well, I I, just, I mean I certainly get that sense, and I like uh, the thing I like about Spike 
because I think he's he's relatable to me in the way that he he never backs down from a comment or a question or he he I mean he debated the guy from Trapped. You know? <laughs> he was like someone who hasn't been relevant since two thousand three. He was like he was like yeah sure let's go it, just because it it meant something to the people he saw on his you know on, on his. Social media, social media and stuff. email. I mean, yeah. you get so many emails from your constituents, and you want you want to do something to help them. And I mean, I think I, I I think the legislative branch really needs to come to the forefront. I mean, all the branches were meant to be able to. All the branches of government were meant to be able to check and balance one another. Everyone hears that, but what it really means is that every branch has strength. And we've seen that the executive branch, I mean, the executive branch has done nothing but get stronger since Andrew Jackson. I mean, that's, they, the presidency keeps seeming to get stronger and stronger, while the legislative branch, which was what the founders intended to be the strongest branch, because it was the one that was most directly governed by the people, mm-hmm. because we do have people who want our direct vote. So that's why I'm saying, nudge your boss, nudge your coworker, nudge your teacher, whatever, whatever it may be. And if you think that they have, if, if you think they have the, the qualities it would take to be a good person passing laws, if you think they would be fair, equitable, and understanding of what people are going through, then they should be your choice. Yeah, and it all starts in small towns like um, Hannah's former teacher. Isn't he also your cousin? Yeah, he's our third cousin. <laughs> yeah. Small town. Yeah. Um, he actually, yeah, he he actually was, I won't say pushed, he was the government teacher, but he's always liked politics, and he actually was suggested by a group of people to run for local office, and he's in there. He said he'd always known eventually he'd get into politics, but... He wasn't necessarily expecting to at the time. But, yeah, he's doing pretty good in office right now. Um, yeah. Are the cousins running for New Hampshire? Yes. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Congress. <clears throat> yep. Josh. I won't tell embarrassing family stories. <laughs> I don't really remember him. Well, he's my age. Oh, right around. I think he's a little bit older than me. Yeah. Hey, you guys should run for office then. It's in it's in your blood. Well, Dylan's more the politician than I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would, except for I'm not, you know, corrupt enough. I guess it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's why we need somebody like you in the office then. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, how how do these people get to, you know, as far as president goes? That's a it's it's a one in one in a million job. I don't know that. I'm, I'm sure it's much more than one in a million, but I didn't want to say one in a billion because then I would be off air too. Who knows? But it's it's not something that every the reason it's such it's that job. The reason it should be so difficult to get in there, you know, not not difficult by way of voting, but difficult by way of our standards. You know, our country was founded on people who were just 
just hanging out, shooting the breeze, talking about politics. Much like what we do here on a daily basis. Yeah. Yep. Except they were more at bars and <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean that's it. I mean but that's where that's where socially you congregated. Mm-hmm. You know, you went to church, everybody went to church and then they went to the bar. I mean it wasn't because they wanted to it was just a social place. It was a hangout. I think yeah. a lot of most other countries are still like that. You know, I, really? I, I'm not saying about politics. I know, you know, whatever. But like most Europe, former European, whatever, are still like that. Like still have their social hangout. Well, even Canada. I mean, Canada, you like there's a bar on campus, and professors will go there after and talk with the kids and debate and learn. For God's sakes, like like. I know that we have, you know, hoops to jump through on education and that we need to test and prove where we're at. But I think we need to do a better job of understanding that personal, people's personal qualities Mm -hmm. could be fostered at a younger age if our schools were structured more differently than what they are now. I mean, what the right answer to that is, I don't know exactly. Actually, speaking of schools, I actually saw a picture in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in. There was a uh, teacher who was teaching government, and she was teaching the students that there are more than just the Democrats and Republicans. She So she has, like, the Trump poster, the Biden poster, but she also has the Joe Jorgensen poster and the Howie Hawkins poster from the Green Party, you know, just throwing it out there that there's more than just the two major candidates running. And I think all schools should do that. I mean, not push your candidate, but just to let them know that they have a choice. Yeah. Well, the Green Party got pretty big Ross Perot, right? Or was that? No, no, so, no. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? The Green Party guy. Oh. From, what was it, 96, 92? I can't remember. I've, I've never kept up with the Green Party. The only one I really knew of was well, there Jill was, Stein. There was, one that did, there was one that did fairly well in an election, so that's why they became more widely known. I mean, and that's great, but, I mean, like, we, we really need to hear about, like, other people running, like, even if it is the Green Party. I feel like the duopoly is scared. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Michelle Obama came out. It's like, this is not the time to play games with third-party candidates. And I'm like, they're fucking running scared. <laughs> but when is the time? Okay. Like, right? when is the... Well, that's, it's all... For years, this is not the year. This is not the year. Motherfucker, this is the year more than ever. Yeah. You guys have already fucked up. Let's have somebody else try. Like... Let's give somebody else a turn. <laughs> I mean, I mean the thing, the thing. Here's the thing about Joe Jorgensen. Also, is that she's smart enough and humble enough to choose a cabinet that doesn't just try to make her look better. That would say, like, oh, here, let me help you with that, you know, foreign <laughs> policy, because those are the types of things that, those are the types of things that you need assistance for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean that's why you have it. That's why you have a secretary of state. That's why you you know you have those cabinet members, so they're there to give you advice. The people that work in the office, the chief of staff, all that stuff. I mean, and plus, I've always kind of viewed uh, libertarianism as like kind of like the best of both.
both worlds, you know? Like, we don't care who you fucking marry, you know, if everybody's of age and everybody's okay with it, who does that bother? And we're also on the more, you know, like like you said before, we're more uh, on the fiscally conservative side as well. Like, we care about where our fucking money's going. Well, I mean, that's, that's the Libertarian Party in a nutshell. Hell, I was Libertarian before I even knew what a fucking Libertarian was. <laughs> well, I, I think every... My brother was like, hey, check out this guy, Ron Paul. And I'm like, yes, I like this guy. The third parties have have their hit, have their hook, you know? Mm. Like like the Green Party. I mean, everybody, that's it's all about the environment. I mean, their political standpoints vary, but the one that's constant is the environment. We got to do what's best for the environment, and so there. The, I think the Green Party's goal has been to make it a national priority, whether it be by becoming elected yourself, which mm-hmm. is unlikely, or just getting enough traction in order to draw voters to your side to gain that national stage and promote your talk, which you know the environment is clearly a big deal, and I think. That's something that, uh, I mean, going back to other third parties, the Libertarian Party, these candidates have talked about uh, in different interviews about their stance on the environment and how typically lower governmental control and lower governmental policies equals bad things for the environment. But these particular candidates were talking about their policies regarding how, how to deal with that in a free market economy, how to, mm-hmm. how to make sure that the environment is still a priority. And I, I mean, I think those, I don't necessarily, I, I think that's the right direction. I mean, you, you have to be able to balance things and it's not easy. And that's why you, that's, that's why we should choose better quality candidates. Maybe not you know, the, the career politician, what experience do they have? Yeah. Oh, well, they're a scientist. Well, that person's a lawyer. That person's a historian. You know, those... For God's sakes, Trump was a billionaire who had his own fucking TV show. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, showing your kid who's 15, The Apprentice? He'd be like, what the fuck is Donald Trump doing on a TV show? <laughs> like, that would just blow these little kids' minds, man. I, I think... I, I mean, I think about Trump that he, was he's he on a, one of the Home Alones or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Home he was Alone on Home Alone too. and he was on like three or four different shows. Like um, there was this one about a hotel uh, when I was a kid, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, yeah, and okay. shit like that. He was really? in that for yeah. like ten minutes or something. Like so he was in a ballroom talking to the two little fuckers. I don't know. Well, yeah, he was like one of the he's one of the richest fucking people in America. Like. Even Nelly rapped about him in one of his songs back in 2000. Yeah. Well, he's he's always been, you know, that guy who was in business that was entertaining. So people would, they would, he would come out with a new book or something that he didn't write. Everyone knew he didn't write. It's, you know, they, a lot of times they were co-authored. In other mm-hmm. words, authored by somebody else, maybe a few ideas. Yeah, he told them a story, and they actually made it into a so complete sentence. So he would sentence. come out with something, and then he would go on the late uh, night shows and schmooze. I mean, that's what this guy does for a living, right? Is he schmoozes other New Yorkers. That's what he's always done. I mean, that's why there's so many pictures of him with all the other New Yorkers that are out there. It just amuses me that, you know, the Republicans voted in a New York Democrat. 
<laughs> well, and he said years before he ever considered oh, yeah, David Letterman. Yeah, on, on, David, on David Letterman, that if he ever ran for president, he would run as a Republican because those they, idiots will vote for anybody. <laughs> That's what he said. Damn if he wasn't right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think. Well, I think things have transformed a little bit since then. Yeah. You know, as it's hard for some Democrats to justify their position in business because they want to focus so much on taxes and and tax reform and, you know, making rich people pay all this crazy money. And it's like... I mean, I, I see the point, okay. but, but here's, here's the thing is it's not the difference between a billion and a million dollars is astronomical. Like, I think we can all say that once everyone can agree that once you've made $1 billion, you, your family, your children's children were, will never be wanting for money. So, like, at a billion, we can say, I, I think there, we, it's, it's a great idea to say that, you know what, when someone hits that billion mark, they're going to give away all their money to charity. They're going to do everything they can to help people. And they do donate to charity as much as is, is required able for the to, tax yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's exactly it. It's like there's so many tax breaks, so so they have to write a check to some some research foundation. It's, or, and and it's the issue is that a lot of charities, and I think this has been brought to light in the past ten years, is that a lot of charities were garbage charities. They weren't actually doing anything for anybody, and they were taking like they're, they're like of, what ten cents of, the of a dollar would yeah. actually go to the charity. Yeah. So it was, I I think I think in the last in the last decade there's been a lot of movement to make sure that charity those charities are are actually actually do what they say Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's one thing to like i i started charity today and you know whatever the requirement is whatever four cents on a dollar six cents on a dollar whatever it was it all goes to me you know that's that's a huge think about it these you know, billion dollar charities, that's a huge amount of money that's just going to somebody else. I mean, I get why charities might have to start with some, because some people, there's some jobs that you're, you're not going to be the researcher who has to, you know, you, you have to be able to pay the people that are doing the research. You have to be able yeah. to pay people to run the charity. But well, how even, much, even how if, much is even, enough? Even know? if it's just something as simple as like, Feeding the poor, you gotta you gotta have the the trucks deliver the food, the, you know, the yeah. gas put in the trucks. Yeah, there's costs. Yeah. So not every penny is gonna if you're donating food to the poor and the charity is, you know, 100% above board and they're gonna they're still gonna have costs. They're mm-hmm. gonna have to get the food. They're gonna have to get the food shipped. They're gonna have to pay a driver. They're gonna you know it's like there's there's ton. They're gonna have to pay someone to sort it out. You know, there's tons of tons of different things. Well, luckily, I think most people that do that volunteer. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said. I mean, charities could be 100 percent. Every dollar goes exactly to what they say. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and they well, volunteer. Okay. Some like some guy, you know, neighbor Fred, he volunteers his truck 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Exxon donates the gas. You know, you could that could happen. But like I said, in this corporate greedy world that we live in, they they're one hundred percent. We we don't live. You know, you said duopoly earlier. You know, people say oligarchy. People say all all that we're we're in a fascist government. There's all these things that are thrown out there. But the truth of the matter is that corporations run America. Cor- giant corporations run it, whether they it, whether they actively it's it's not necessarily some backroom meeting, some nefarious plot where some guy gets a briefcase full of money. It's so and so congressman wants to get reelected again, and in order to get the money from this lobby, then he needs to donate to the he, he, he needs to work towards <clears throat> and his constituents might back his plan. This I mean, kind of this kind of reminds me of that uh, episode of Rick and Morty when, <laughs> when Morty's like, "Oh my God, Rick, you're selling a gun to this hitman." He's like, I, "I do my business out here in public. You know, most people do dirty business in a boardroom in the public. You know, hiding away somewhere. I do it out in public." <laughs> Sorry, I just that, that just popped in my head. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think uh, the what. The way it works, and we were talking about I don't know. Most politicians, earlier. I feel like, just do their business on their island. <laughs> the pedo island. I mean, that whole thing is insane in the fact that the story hasn't gotten more mainstream attraction. And they're just... The, only, the, reason, the, the only reason it has the attention that it does is because of the Epstein didn't kill himself memes. Well, <laughs> media coverage, social media coverage... It has you know, changed. All that stuff. There... This is one of those big stories, and whether the I don't I don't doubt its veracity, but I wonder how far it reaches, and the investigation on it needs to be. It can't be. Who, who's it being done by? I mean, is the FBI investigating? What What's the What's the steps? How does it continue? Because. Epstein didn't. Epstein didn't kill himself. I mean, you can say, you can you can quote that all you want, whatever. That guy's dead. When he died, the trial was almost about to die with him. But then was Ghislaine Maxwell, wife. yeah, or whatever, girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, one of I, I knew she like <sighs> hooked him up with the girls too, and I think well, she Maxwell, was good stuff. She was really young. Maxwell girl. was in was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And then? She she. She's, was, She's on trial now. Yes, I know, but she was diddling the kids too, no, right? No, she yes. She would teach them. She was teaching them. But no, That's fucked um, up when you think about she it. she was what's um she was pointed out by Epstein. She was named by Epstein. Oh, so, yeah, so she was one of the ones yes. that was... Yes. Well, Epstein, and, Epstein was rolling over on everybody. Oh, and yeah. He had, he had a lot of signed... He had a lot of signed testimony that was... That he had done before the trial. And Maxwell's lawyers fought to not make that stuff admissible to this trial. But the judge threw it out and said, of course, this pertains to this trial. Like, the guy pointed you out. The guy... You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's all this testimony. And so when he made it admissible... Anything that Epstein had said is now a matter of court record and can be investigated again and still. So there's there's a lot of... But his wife decided to corroborate yeah. his story and come out with what she knew. 
it's is what I was yeah getting at. Uh, it's it's all crazy. I mean, sh- wait, for God's sake, Bill Clinton was on the fight logs. Bill Clinton was on there a lot. Yeah, Bill Clinton was on there. There's so many people that were on the flight logs. But what, what, how, what needs to be done is an actual investigation. And everybody, I, I can sit here and say the craziest, wildest thing. This is why investigative journalism, like, okay, so, so the police are investigating or whatever. But there's always been investigative journalism in this country where they would go out and they would chase the story also. Mm-hmm. They would try to figure out what was going on, and then they would report back. And in any other news cycle, this would be huge. But we've got we've got Trump up there, and they just keep, no matter which site it is, it's Trump. CNN, it's hate Trump. And Fox, it's Trump is the best. Look at what he did. Oh, my God, the dude bent over and took two steps, and he waved right there. He's the best man alive. So... <laughs> So what's happened is social media is huge and these crazy groups come out and they say, okay, like, like all this, there's, this happened and we were right about it. Like an elite pedophile ring that's been talked about by Alex Jones. Like it's been been talked about for a long time. I just just want to point out that like, like I would watch like what I'd watch Alex Jones when he, he came on Joe Rogan and I'd watch it and then I'd have to stop because the crazy shit he's saying makes sense. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going crazy just watching this motherfucker. And now I'm like, God damn, like, he wasn't that crazy after all. Well, but although, I mean, you gotta, you gotta admit, you know, if you throw enough rocks in the fucking pond, you're eventually gonna hit a fish. Yeah. Well, not only that, but, I mean, people, people don't want to think about the terrible shit that goes on in this world. Yeah. By our government uh, and, and celebrities. we just want to look the other way and stay in our nice little homes and, you a know, little look, bubble. Yeah, and look at, you know, what... Oh, look at this new cat video. Yeah, and and we don't want to... We don't want to look at the ugliness. Mm-hmm. And right now, with this whole pedophile ring, you know, our government in general, everybody's like, holy shit. Where have we been? What are we going to do about this? And then nobody does anything. Yeah. Well, I, all I was saying is that the media needs to meet, needs to cover stuff. I mean, they put horrible stuff on television. Yeah. They would put this if they weren't worried that their boss was on the flight logs or that their mm-hmm. political allies were on the, you know. Well, the media is owned by, like, what, the same, like, Five people or yeah, some shit it's like pretty that. Pretty low. Like there's there. It's it's pretty tough. So as far as mainstream media goes, do you, them not them not covering the story intensely is proof of their guilt. They're hiding something. Yeah. Like like I'm not saying that. Like this is not something that is totally wild and not like they've named tons of people in their list not just talking about the flight logs like the the girls and maxwell and epstein they were naming names they were telling who things were and there's been so many deaths around this whole thing like the judge's son died yeah i'm hearing about that crazy stuff so and this is something that that People have seen, and they want to 
know more about, and then the news drops it, and then groups come out and say that have said all sorts of crazy things in the past. Now they say, well, we were right about this one thing, so that lends credibility to everything we've ever said, and we've got all these. But again, it's like I said, you throw enough rocks in the pond, you're gonna hit a fish. So I, I mean. Now, what do you think about the whole QAnon thing? Oh, what? QAnon is like they're they're into the whole conspiracy, like, you know, pedo wild and all that, you know, which I believe, but they're also like, you know, like, oh, there's a good. Donald Trump is the greatest. Secret messages through his Twitter account. Yeah, Yeah, his tweets are all really smart, and you just have to know how to decode it. And then when you know how to decode it, then you know that what he's saying is he's coming after the pedos. Because so that's what, what Kafifi is. Everybody, <laughs> no, that was the thing. Supposedly that was his misspelling. Everything that he does is that's purely idiotic has a secret meaning behind it, and that they have uh, they have an in with the president, and there's a, a, a shake and a nod as good as to a blind man. Uh, the, like the he snowflakes have placed too much geocache. No, it's not. <laughs> that's not a joke. These snowflakes have played way too much geocache in their life. That's the Republicans. Trump flakes. Snowflakes. They're all snowflakes, dude. <laughs> They're all sensitive. Like, I didn't think snow, snowflakes aren't sensitive. Yeah, sensitive people. Yeah. So, listen, snowflakes. Snowflakes are as resilient as they come. Well, that's like calling someone a pussy. They get to they, they a pussy water. gives birth to a child. That's the strongest thing there is. So, if you call it a pussy, that should be a compliment. Mm. Not wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I don't deserve credit for that. I was just paraphrasing Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all night. <laughs> but yeah, like I've like I've heard people talk about QAnon, and I'm like, you know, I, I I I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then like you said, the secret messages from Trump. Hey, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay. it's like if he's if he's pumping out messages. They, they're probably dumb little things. Like, you remember, uh, I don't remember what show it was, but the kid was on the phone and he had a little decoder and they uh, on on a radio and he had a little decoder. Oh, oh, you're talking about um, a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah when he got the decoder ring. That's all like, it makes me think of. Drink more oval tea. These motherfuckers are over here and that's <laughs> it. And then this is what Trump says. Drink. More oval tea. Oval tea. But the joke well, of it's Trump, so it's probably drink more Kool-Aid. The <laughs> joke of it was that he had to he had to drink oval tea for like ever in order to get yeah. enough points to. Like that's. I mean that's that's. It's all can make me think about the this. old decoder ring, dude. I'm old enough to remember listening to Dick Tracy on cassette tape. Okay. I think, there's records. I think there's records out there of Dick Tracy. They're, they're like, I'm older than you, and I didn't do that. They're bringing records back. Walkman, oh. Dick Tracy in there, listen to like, I wonder what... I know exactly what... I know who did it, Dick! I love that stuff. Even when you were young, you were an old man. <laughs> I was a very strict child. <laughs> I was a very strict not, child. Not much has happened. We were but, very sheltered. But meanwhile, I'm just listening to Nirvana on my wall, man. He's got fucking Dick Tracy. Look, you had you had White Riot, uh, Quiet Riot, in your Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin. Yes, I did. What? Do you remember the Teddy Ruxpin, the Teddy Bear? You put the little cassette tape in his back, and his mouth moves. I don't remember moves. the cassette play, but I don't tape, and I don't remember that at all. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a Teddy Bear called Teddy Ruxpin, and you put the little 
story tape in his back. You push play, and his mouth moves, and his eyes blink, and he like goes to the his mouth moves to the story going on the cassette tape. But I would take my dad's Quiet Riot tapes and just fucking blast metal through that fucking teddy bear, man. Doctor Seuss said <laughs> that's that awesome, has to be right? odd to be number one. <laughs> well, Donald Trump is the oddest Cheeto I've ever seen. Man, well, that's I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like we've we've Elected a human Cheeto? We live live in a global world. We're talking about Elon Musk, one of the smartest people of our time, is talking about... He's saying that he will land on the moon by 2024. That he will land on the moon. Not him himself. I thought it was Mars. Mars, yeah, I'm sorry, Mars. I'd be more impressed if he said him himself would land on the moon. If he would do that, I'll be more impressed. Yeah, he said said he's going to have... We're going to land on Mars, and then by... I I can't remember the exact date, but we're going to have a manned mission to Mars. Like, it's crazy. How how long do you think that's going to take? A manned mission to Mars? No, dude, he's saying within the decade. That's what I'm saying. And he, is he's Mars single-handed. No one. NASA. Is NASA. Mars really hot? It's no, no, no. You're thinking of like Mercury. Mercury Mars is. is further out from the sun than we are. Why in the hell would we go to Mars? Mars is a big dust planet. No. Well, they have well, found um, traces of ice. Frozen. Frozen water, ice. Yeah. There's ice. There's <laughs> water. Is Elon Sorry. Musk going to go try to terraform what? a planet? Well, that's, yeah. Hold on, hold on. What's, what's funny, Hannah? They found frozen water. Uh, ice. Uh, ice. <laughs> he had to think about it for a second. What is frozen water called? <laughs> hey, what's this? It's a tall glass of melted ice. So water. Well, I was trying to think because they found it. It's like ice caps. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, he's going he's gonna to try to terraform that shit. Well, yeah, this is so, so that's reason bubbles and make that thing so try to Elon Musk and SpaceX has uh, has de- they they've developed booster rockets that can land, saving millions and millions of dollars. And he openly he openly said uh, that he's working with NASA. I mean, that's the way he's able to do it and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But he openly said that NASA's biggest problem was that the government the government reimburses. NASA, and I don't know how it is still, the government reimbursed NASA by saying they would, so if the job costs $100 to do, now I know it's a low number, but if the job costs 100 to do, they would get 10% profit. So if the job costs 100 they would get $10. So what they do is they, they link the things, it, it's better for them to make things more expensive so they get a higher profit. So it, everything takes a crazy wow. amount of time. They're they're benefited by costing the taxpayers more money because they get more they they get more money in return. And I'm not talking about the government the agency NASA, I'm talking about like subcontracting and all the jobs and everything like that. So if you if you are contracted to build a spacesuit, then it it benefits you to take longer and to t- cost more money because mm-hmm. you're going to get reimbursed and then get 10% profit. So like, like I said, you, you get contracted to build a spacesuit for a hundred dollars. Not realistic. I know I'm just saying for ease of example, for ease of example. Yeah. So 
so it costs you a hundred dollars to build this spacesuit, but you're like, well, you know, I could really use more money than that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to test this out and I'm going to make sure there's a flaw and then the test isn't going to go well. And then I'm going to say, I have to go back to the drawing board. And then when NASA needs more proof of that, I'm actually working on stuff. Then I'm going to step it up a notch and put out something that I already thought of, you know, two years ago. And now all of a sudden this hundred dollar spacesuits now 5,000. You know, yeah. it's just a crazy amount more because of no reason. The reason is that they want to make more profits, so they take longer. And Elon Musk pointed all that out, and he said, I'll do it, and I'll do it for way less money because it's coming out of my pocket. And, I, you know, SpaceX wants to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, SpacePx launched a whole bunch of I want to be low, part of SpaceX. Yeah, me too. So, so they launched a bunch of low-flying satellites that will give Wi-Fi to people. And yeah, you were telling me about this. this. But these are not your satellites that are way up in the space. They're not huge satellites that are way out in the space. These, these are low as far as satellites go. I mean, it's still crazy high. You know, it's not like where your airplane's going to run into it. But <laughs> they're in low, low, low orbit. But they're, they're smaller. And they're this way, he can launch more of them. So people are complaining that it's polluting the night sky. You're polluting the sky. I mean, I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but that's yeah. that's a real thing. We've had People, a conversation. How are you going to pollute the sky? Because it, you, because, because it takes because away the light. It shows light. So you're going to see it as a star. You're going to see all these stars in the sky that you never saw before, but they're not actually stars. They're satellites. Deal with it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think... I don't know. There's okay. stars, It's going to fuck with the constellations. Where's the big dipper? Fuck! <laughs> so, so there's... there's you find the dipper, there's the tail. You know, that's, there's that. But... He's also bringing Wi-Fi to people in places that have never had the ability to have that. They've like, I mean, shit. I live in fucking America, and I could, I would love to have better Wi-Fi. Yeah, and he's saying that he can do it for cheaper. And I, I mean, whether or not all that pans out, what I'm saying is that SpaceX, this for-profit company, has teamed up with NASA, and Elon Musk is like, hey guys, I don't know why you're just letting that rocket fall into the the boot the beginning heavy burning because it's more difficult to you need more propulsion at the ground than you do when mm-hmm. you're in low like if you're if you're almost orbit because it's your gravitation pull gets lighter there's all this other stuff this is crazy stuff scientific so, stuff yeah scientific <laughs> stuff. so <laughs> we're so, not really qualified to get into any specific details so we are the, not at they learned a long time ago that well, we'll break off this first big heavy section, and then we'll have another rocket underneath, and that will get us the rest of the way out, yeah. and we'll be lighter, more maneuverable, blah blah blah. So they've done that. They, they've done that for ages. But NASA was just letting theirs fall to the earth, or burn up, or, or crash in the ocean, or whatever. They were just like, whatever. That doesn't matter. That was only fifty million dollars. Who cares? So, or probably higher than that. I don't know. So. He was Elon Musk was like, I bet there's a way that we can save money because I'm this is this is a libertarian example of free market. I mean, you have a guy who's like, well, I'll put money into it. I want to, you know, he had his thing like the satellites. He wanted to do the low flying satellites. He wanted to do a bunch of stuff. Manned mission to Mars, um, for profit flights to the moon. All these things that are are on the table. I mean, and it's all because of. Math, good math, science, and economics. Like, 
I mean, there's no better way to put that. It's a libertarian's dream to be able to say right now that we have the best example of free market versus government. Mm -hmm. Like NASA, this is why you're slow, bulky, and never get anything done because it's costing you more money and they're making more money. So, so like they're getting paid to be slow. There, there's no deadline. Like, like if I were to tell you, I'm going to pay you to build me a house, and I, I tell you. You tell me it can be done in six months, and I say, okay, six months, it's a deal. And then a week later, I come to you and I say, listen, if you can get it done in three months' time, I'll give you more money. That would make sense. Yeah. But this is like Donnie coming to me and saying, I'm going to be three months longer, and I'm going to need a lot more money. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> and then you say, okay, because... So it's like the guy that screwed Graham and Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, those things happen, but... It, those scammy type of things happen, but when you live in a small town, you're you, and all those things, those things gotta get around. I mean, that guy doesn't even that guy doesn't work in the same business anymore. He, I'm pretty sure he works for someone else because he screwed so many people over. No one will hire him, yep. so he had to get a job with somebody else. Well, yeah, how many years has it been, and he still didn't finish? Yeah, I mean, building their it's not already done. I mean, yeah. it was it was he scammed them, you yeah. know. He scammed them and left. I mean, that happens. It's sad. But when you're doing it to the government, when you're doing it to people that launch missiles, <laughs> you think that you wouldn't be like, all right, yeah, sure, I'm going to take longer and I'm going to keep doing this. So so he explained to him, you know, why. And, and he had such good ideas that NASA couldn't be like, you can't do this. You know, especially when there's so many other people launching satellites up in space. So it's not like he had inroads into the business. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't like he was chartering completely new tech. So he just did it better. He did it. He did it better. I mean, Anything that's it. Innovation, the power of innovation. <laughs> so I think to get for him to say, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's like the first space race. Like when he, JFK said, we're going to get to the moon before the end of the decade. There was purpose. There was meaning. There was yeah. there was reason. We got to so beat the Russians. We did it. We did it. And I mean, I don't understand why the government doesn't use their power for more things like that. Like, hey, we're going to cure cancer by the end of the decade. Like, we're going to put money where our mouth is. Because they're owned by the corporations. The well, we medical. Get, they want to get reelected. Yeah. You know, there's tons of, there's tons of different things that, that keep politicians from doing what they want to do. I'm just saying in, in a perfect world where you saw where not even in a perfect world, but in a world where you, in a world where we had the option of electing someone of quality character, integrity, and smarts, Joe Jorgensen <laughs> to office, any office that we would choose them over our buddy. Over the jock in high school. I mean, have we as a society not lived long enough to see that, like, going by the most popular when you're talking about a serious issue, I mean, you elect the most popular person to to deliver your keynote address. No, you, you, you get the valedictorian to do it. That's what you do. Yeah. That, that, that's what you do. You choose the smartest person in the room. You, that that's what you do when you're making a responsible decision. But we as a country have just said, 
I really yeah. like that guy. You know, it... It reminds me of this guy I went to high school with. Right, that's... That Trump is the jock. Uh, Joe Biden was that loser guy that always hung around your group. You didn't want him there, but he was always just there. Joe He's Smith. the weirdo sniffing people. Yeah, uh, Joe Jorgensen, you know, she was like the valedictorian. She... I don't know that she was valedictorian. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, she was she was the smart person in class. And... Now, I don't know much about Howie Hawkins. He was just probably the pot-smoking hippie that smoked cigarettes behind the gym. <laughs> Hey, hey, I feel attacked. <laughs> what time did you change? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I think, I think this is the conversation right here that somebody needs to have with the nation. Again, I mean, we could have Obama. Obama was an eloquent spoken man. Like, there's no reason why you couldn't have had this conversation with America. There's no reason he couldn't have used his power, his seat of power, to, to say, I want to be on the 8 o'clock news. And then they let him because he's the president of the United States. He's on the 8 o'clock news. And he he says, was too hey. busy bombing hospitals. I know. I know. I, listen, I'm just saying any president, Donald Trump could say that right now. I mean, Donald Trump has been so divisive for our nation, regardless of regardless of how you feel of what he's done so far, what political side of the aisle you cannot deny that it's been more divisive. It's not like all Republicans all of a sudden said kumbaya. No, they're <laughs> still attacking Hillary Clinton. Like, get over it. That was four years ago. It's done. It's over. Goodbye. Like, like, like I, I don't... You won. And you're still... Like, you're kicking the kid that's down. He's been down. He's The, the dude has been laying on the ground for 15 minutes, and everybody else stopped watching. And you're still kicking him. Like, you're just doing it for fun now. The referee's just taking a coffee break. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And like I said, I mean, are we as a nation, are we as a people, a society, a world, going to continue electing these people? Like, even, even okay, like, I know I'm excluding, like, warlord countries that were taken over by an army raised by somebody's capital because they owned a mine or some kind of crazy thing that happens. I'm talking about in, in any democracy in the world what why why not just elect smart compassionate people just i get why you don't want to always have the same thing but economists don't think the same as somebody with it a law degree you know pe- people who are people who are historians or psychiatrists or marine biologist, it doesn't matter. And even economists disagree with each other. You know, I, I said before this, a businessman would be great as president. But the problem with that is trying to find a businessman with compassion for everyone. I mean, it doesn't... We live in a world now with so much capability. So We don't need... What we need as a society is to keep growing, to keep building, is to start focusing on something else. Focus on Mars, focus on fixing the environment, focus on all these issues, and rein in all of our lesser choices and options. I mean, why why do we need to go bomb this country and bomb that country? Why, why are they bombing each other? Why did we get involved? Why are they involved? Why did the other people get involved? 
what does this boil down to? The biggest problem is like a lot of people do have the same concerns. It's just the the process of how to deal with it. Well, you know, like like I agree with Bernie Sanders. We need to do something for you know we need better health care, but I just disagree with him on the way how that he, he wants to do it. Yeah. But that's but that's what I'm talking. We need listen, Bernie. Bernie was an outspoken man. The dude has been saying the same thing for like seven years. Yeah. Like I'm not joking. Like his his platform has been the same for a really long time. And I think I personally think that the dude has some sort of moral compass, which is I, I'm sorry that that's something that I do value. I know that people, you know are just like, oh, well, you know, Trump's a businessman, so he's way better than Bernie because he's a businessman. But I, you, get, you have to look at the individual, too, because the president's not always I'm going sorry, to be making decisions. Trump's business has failed. Oh, I know, I know. I, and, and he is single-handedly <laughs> the reason why we have issues, not single-handedly, but he's, a re, he, he's a, an example of a reason why corporatism doesn't work because it just, it sells out your country. That's what we've done. We've sold out our country. We don't produce anything. Yeah. What we do produce is like heavily corporatized. Yeah, and everybody's always blaming uh, capitalism, but it's not capitalism that's the problem because what, what we have isn't capitalism. It's fucking corporatism. Yeah, and it's it's corporatism. I mean, listen, I, I mean, there's things that I disagree with with the Libertarian Party. We were talking about it mm-hmm. earlier. I mean, the free market doesn't fix everything. And having the idea of having zero federal government is, yes, you can live with that idea. Then everything goes to control of the states. Then the states decide to, they're going to argue Louisiana doesn't agree with New York and New York doesn't agree with California and all this crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, Idaho and Oklahoma are now their own country called get off my lawn. It's just (laughs) like... Am I the president? <laughs> like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. So, so you, first of all, baby steps. Okay, I just, I, I just want to say, like, I knew the moment I was getting old is when Hannah and I were living in South Carolina. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, and I look over to my left through my window. There's a kid walking across my front yard. I'm like, who the fuck is that on my lawn? <laughs> then I'm like, wow. I'm old now. That's it. I just did the old man on my lawn thing. I'm old. Sorry, I just had to. I mean, there's there's a lot of issues in our country. There's a lot of things that we can do better. I mean, like I said, I mean, we as a world were closer than ever. And we have certain. It's like we have a class of how, how many countries are there? I forget. It's like 200. What is it? I don't know. We're going to have to bring up the um, the Animaniacs Yakko World song. It's probably not accurate. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, because that came out in the 90s. So I know. I remember. I only remember that because they do like the USSR split up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like it was it was it's old enough that that was funny and relevant. What was it Kenya, Jamaica, Peru or some shit like that? Yeah. But in any case, I'll, I'll, it's like having that class, and there's some kids or some countries that are misbehaving. And I'm not saying that there's a 
I'm not saying that there's a specific way to be or that everybody needs to be under the same umbrella. I'm certainly not saying that because that's not feasible. That's less mm-hmm. feasible than, oh, crazy stuff. But coming together and just deciding that we all have similar goals and putting our head together and trying to accomplish things. I mean, they started to do that with the space program, but a lot of it was to alleviate cost. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, NASA with SpaceX launched the first manned mission from Florida in quite a while. Just just uh, two months ago, they launched it. I think oh. they were in space for a month. But I haven't really been keeping up with. Yeah, I, well, because un- unfortunately, we're focusing on you know important stuff like the White House Rose Garden. That the fucking any space exploration doesn't even make it to the fucking paper. I'm not saying the answer needs to be space. It could be the oceans. It could be the ice caps. It could be all of these issues. And all of these issues would come up because all of these issues affect us in some way. I mean, space not, doesn't necessarily affect us in some way. But exploration is in our DNA. Whether you're until the Chinese, giant meteor comes, when you're Chinese, Russian, or or American. The exploration is in our DNA. That's what that's what people do. They explore things. They learn things. They experience new things. They come up with new things. Innovation is key to furthering our world, our planet, our survival, our species, everything. And we get we get hung up. We get hung up on these differences. And yes, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to be. Uh, um, uh, it's a big deal to have racial relations in Israel and 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 um, uh, Israel and the Palestinian government, whatever it is, Palestinian Authority, whatever it is now. It's those relations; those those are issues that are key and forefront in their society. Well, let's. I think I, I know the world ain't all sunshines and rainbows, but I think we're far enough along in the world that we can start having conversations. And yes, some of these countries do things that are despicable to us. And yes, I think things take time to work through uh, systemically through society. You know, we talk about racism here is systemic and that it's that it's, uh, you know, heart, it's, it's all because of the slave trade that happened and all this stuff. And. I certainly believe that there's some validity in there and everything else. But what I'm saying is, it, look at how long we're t- look at how long we're still talking about slavery. Yes, it's a blip in the eye. I mean, it's 50, 60 years since Jim Crow laws, or yeah, 50 years, or something, something like about that. that. And and uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're almost 200 years away from the Civil War and the abolition of slavery. You know, we're it's taken that long for us. So let's not expect people to finish it in a day. Mm-hmm. Let's not put that, but let's all take steps forward. Let's all, let's all take steps forward here in the U S we have, we have distance from our attackers and yes, there are terrorist groups and yes, there's all this stuff. And yes, we need to watch all that stuff, but we can, we can start taking steps and, and ironically, you know, as much as we've talked about Donald Trump not being forward thinking, the whole Space Force thing, you know, I know I know the outfits and some of the symbols and all that stuff. I'm actually happy that it looks like the Star Trek emblem. 
<laughs> to be honest, as a nerd, that actually pleases me. But I'm happy. I'm happy that there was a forward thought that something that that's something that seems silly to some people, but it's huge. I mean, well, well Neil, was, the, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Exactly. He came out in favor of a space war. There's no reason why. I mean, do we need to militarize them and make them like all weapons capable and figure out how to, you know, build our own Death Star, Neptune in case of mermaid attack or some kind of crazy thing? I mean, we don't need to do all that. We need to figure out how we get there first. You know, we need to build the boat before we start putting missiles on. I mean, but all that, all innovation takes time. Discovery comes at a cost, but no one doubts, you know. Penicillin is made super cheap now, but the research and the time that it took to get into it, I mean, by today's standards, it'd be nothing. But but all that stuff was just a cost, and it was a dream. It's not like somebody was like, somewhere out there, there's something that I want to call antibiotics, and it's going to cure a lot of diseases, and everybody's going to have it, and one day it'll be made very cheap. Nobody knew. Somebody was like, all this crap is horrific. And I want to come up with a better plan for it. Mm-hmm. And they started messing around with mold or something somewhere. And they ended up with a life-changing, world-changing thing. Discovery costs money. So we need to put money into discovery, innovation, sciences, maths, all that stuff. And, the, and I think biggest, we do that through taxes, which makes libertarians mad. But I don't see, or even if, okay, if regardless of how you want to do it, don't give the money directly to them. Give, make it make it tax relief, write-offs, stuff like that for every research that they put into it. There's got to be motivation for the corporate world to get into it, and that's where the federal government should really step up and step in. Our tax dollars could be used much more efficiently. If you were – okay. Oh, the, if, hold up. The biggest problem the government, with this the government works. The government works like I'm a homeowner, and I have two acres of lawn, and I'm too busy to mow it myself, so you are a little Billy, and you live down the road. And I'm going to pay you to come mow my lawn. And I say, I have this push mower here. And, you, you know, you can you can do it for, I'll, I'll pay 20 bucks a week. And you're like, well, hey, I have a better idea. I have a big lawn mower that I'll ride down to your house. And it'll be done much faster, more efficiently. It'll be done better. But it's going to cost you more. I'm going to charge you 30 bucks a week. And I'm like, that's fine. So we have, we continue with our agreement. We did $20 for a while for the push mower. Now we're doing $30 for that. And then you say, I have this great big tractor that I just bought and I need to pay for that. So it's going to cost $50 for me to mow your lawn. And all of a sudden I'm like, $50 is pretty expensive to get my lawn mowed. But hey, what the heck? But the federal government works like it just keeps going. Like all of a sudden, Little Billy from down the road says, I've got an F-15 fighter jet, and it's going to cost you $4 million every time I mow your lawn. And I'm the government. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Here's $4 million to mow my lawn. Like that's that's the issue. Like there's got to be there's got to be incentive, but we can't just be paying them to drag their feet. But the well, problem well, common the, sense. The, the problem with like, the everything. problem with science is the left and the right have both denied science. Well, it just, just depends on, of course, what the science is. It, it's of course because they political. They want science is political capital now at certain points. So they get people. They find some scientist somewhere who believes whatever the Earth is flat. But they've got a PhD. But 
A hundred thousand other scientists say the world's round and you're a wingnut. You know who they get? They get Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. Hi, everybody. You know, just... <laughs> that was my worst Dr. Nick impression. I am so sorry. It's, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, what, how, there's no good way. There's no good way to all of a sudden just be like, I have all of the Earth's problems solved. There's no good way to say that about the country. There's no good way to say that about your town. And if you looked at your towns or your cities, policies and politics, there, no matter how small your town is, there's going to be sticks in the mud on any side of any argument, whether you open up a commercial lot of land for this person. Oh, if you small town politics is just as important as federal politics because I mean, yeah, federal politics is really important, but it takes so long for it to trickle down. A small town can have a vote on something and, you know, it, it just piss off half the fucking people. And it's it's almost instant. It's hard. It's hard because it's like <clears throat> trying to think of a good comparison. But, you know, it's it's just like working in some sort of middle management job like if you're if you're a local politician your hands are tied a lot by what your county says by what your state says and then finally by the federal government it's like having one boss after the other after the other and you you may come up with a great idea for your place for your factory for your warehouse and then they test it in two others and it doesn't work at all and then they say you have to go back to the other rules so you know it's, I think, I think every job and every, every person who's ever worked in a factory or warehouse or hospital or anything that has any type of middle management will, will see that there's the levels of bosses and, and, and explaining that to someone that way, I, I think, you know, giving comparisons or, or explanations in ways that you can understand via your experiential, you know, What, what you know yeah. and having things explained to you that way helps. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's anytime I've learned anything, that's just the way that I, I do it by trying to like, okay, why, when you try to figure out why the sink works the way it works or why, uh, why you're getting so many coupons for pork or whatever, whatever you're trying to figure out, if you try to figure out why, there's a reason why there always is. And then you, once you figure it, once you figure it out, you, you understand why, and you can, you can judge and gauge and adjust it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's the same thing. We, we don't have common sense. Our country is huge and we don't, for whatever reason, we've gotten so far afield of understanding that, one person's opinions, one person's ideas in a certain place at a certain time might work better for them. Mm -hmm. And I get why there's reason for national policy, and I get why there's reason for cutting national policy. There's a lot of nonsense crap out there that's still in the books. As a matter of fact, that's one of Trump's big accomplishments. I don't know if you heard about that, but he's cut like 86,000 laws or some kind of crazy thing. Really? Yeah, but it's a lot of it is because stuff's timed out with Congress. So if stuff doesn't get renewed, all of a sudden that's been cut. So, so when you, you drop dead weight, you get rid of laws, you get rid of stuff. So a lot of laws and regulations and stuff like that are 
up for uh, they, they expire after 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it may be. Oh, what about um, the? I know people are upset because Trump's like, oh, I'm going to pardon so and so. And people are like, oh, is he going to pardon Edward Snowden? No, fucking Susan B. Anthony. Did you hear about that? He pardoned Susan, Susan B. Anthony. Yeah, well, Susan B. Anthony needed to be pardoned? Yeah. She's uh, never been pardoned? No. How had no one thought of that? I don't know. How does she not make the short list? <laughs> she won fucking gold coins. Yeah. What happened to her? Like, why Why she need to be pardoned? I mean, she is. Well, was it Susan B. Anthony or was it Rosa Parks? No, I believe it was, was it Susan B. Anthony. Was that the one during the women's right to vote? Oh. Well, um, because I, I think she broke. Yeah, I'm doing air quotes because people can't see me. She broke the law by voting as a woman. Yeah. Well, uh, there's there's some what? Oh yeah, women couldn't vote a long time. Nineteen twenty, dude. Yeah. Nineteen women suffrage. This is this is the year, and and there's not a, the the only female on the ticket is VP, except for George Jordan's. She's she's your female president right there, and no one's making a big deal about it. Like, oh, there's a giant swath of people that are voting for a woman, and we're not going to put her on the news. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the anniversary. And a lot of them are men, and I know that sounds bad, but it's like you think about it really. A lot of them are men that just that like, says a lot. Like, I don't care what's between your legs if, of who's running the country. Like, as long as you have a good fucking head on your shoulders, have common sense, you know, the least corrupt. <laughs> yeah, she, she's the first woman. Yeah.
spying on his own citizens. Well, as far as the spying goes, it's not like it was hidden. It was no. in the Patriot Act. Well, I've, I've been saying they've been spying on us since I was in middle school. People thought I was a fucking conspiracy nut. No, but there's proof to it. And yeah. Just... And the fact... And the, the, well, I get why they do it, though. It's easier to, it's easier to like, track crime. It's easier to, it's easier to do what they do. Some of it is, is for a reason, but some of it I don't understand. Like, the amount of spying they do, why? Yeah, like, if you give up an ounce of liberty for security today, then, uh, or if you give up an ounce of security for a cup of, if you give up an ounce of liberty for a cup of security, then you deserve neither liberty nor security. That's, I, I think that's a quote with Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, well, it was one of the founding fathers, I believe. So, I, I mean, that, that this is an argument that has been being had for 200 plus years. I mean, basically, that's what the Nazis did. They had, they had the, they had the, the, the SS dress up in plain clothes, going out to bars and listening to people. Well, and like, listen, listening into like their own fucking troops and everything. You know, like it's, it's, it's just insane. You know. They, I, well, I mean, Hoover really got this ball rolling with, uh, it was the FBI or whatever. Yeah. And the FBI, like, uh, I've heard libertarians say that one of the, I, I, I haven't heard Jorgen say, say this, but I've heard other libertarians say they would get rid of the FBI because it was unconstitutional that yeah, I've heard he that founded as well. it anyway. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, look, look, we need security agencies, we need, because mm. The world that we live in, it's not like... The problem is, we need an FBI that works for us. Well, you know, like, and the majority of people feels like they're against us. I mean, like, I'm I'm not, I'm not standing up for Trump or anything, but, like, didn't, like, they have, like, those, the, the fake accusations or whatever at first about him, oh, and it was Trump, proven it, wrong? It was, it was known to be fake from the beginning. Yeah. The dossier, the quote-unquote dossier was a fake it was literally something that was thrown around the Clinton campaign or, or given how was it oh I want to get it right because a lot of people are gonna be mad it was originally made up to show Donald Trump something that could potentially happen and how to deal with such a thing no. not not that any of the things were true it was all false it was made up it was meant to be hyperbole all this other a what if situation and and somehow that got to Clinton, and somehow then her person, the person, the person that wrote it or put it together or whatever, went and left the FBI and worked for Hillary Clinton, and then said I, it was really strange. And then she turned around and had him deliver it to Congress as as uh, proof mm -hmm. that he was, like, it was all deliberately made up as a what-if situation, and everybody knew it, and Congress knew it, and they just wanted to get an investigation on Trump. Should Trump be investigated? I don't know. I think every politician that's up there should be constantly investigated by media because exactly. that's their job, because that's the First Amendment, and that's why it's there. So that way, there's it. You can have enterprising individuals who would investigate journalistically and write about things so that way people would hear about it. Oh, there's people so, knew what was going like, on. There's so much that you could get on Trump that's not fake. They could have just fucking rolled with that. 
It's crazy. I've I've said from the beginning, if they really wanted to get him out of office, they could go on the so in the Constitution, it's not written in the Constitution that someone needs to give up their personal business, business or a, not necessarily give it up, sell it, but they could give it so that way the other person has control over it while they're in office. And Donald Trump snubbed this, and he like said his sons are going to take care of it. But then gave them high-ranking positions in the White House, thereby <laughs> nullifying any third, like, like a fairness. This is something that has been done by premise. It's not written specifically in the Constitution. So Trump wasn't wasn't legally required to. Yeah. But I mean, hell, even but, even Bush was a bull tycoon. Listen, Martha Stewart went to, to jail. Martha Stewart went to jail. Is that what she meant? Oh, no, no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> For insider trading. And this is exactly the reason why people have always done it, is because the president is going to know exactly what's going down, what's coming down in Congress. They're going to know all this stuff. They're going to know all. So as a business, they can make changes ahead of time, thereby beating out their competitors. They're, that's why there's a rule against insider trading. So you might not be able to get him on the fact that he didn't do it to begin with. But after six months, and you can prove that his business has moved differently than the market in adjustment to something that came down the pike afterwards. If you can prove that, and I'm telling you, you could in six months, if he makes more money, a president can't make money off of something that he owns from another country. So just Trump having businesses in other countries is questionable, mm -hmm. let alone renting out to Chinese diplomats and all this, not necessarily Chinese, I might be misquoting <laughs> the country, but if he has, he's rent, he rents out a whole floor to a diplomat from a different country mm -hmm. or, or a diplomatic party or some, something along those lines to a, a business. Like there's, he, just his involvement in his business, even though it's his son's, would be enough to get him impeached and he would be removed. He would have been removed. But now you've got this whole fight. And it's silly. It's silly to not have gone after that because, again, investigative, full, if, if some, you can't tell me that I'm with, listen, I know I'm. But are you really going to investigate the man who signed your paycheck? I'm not an idiot, but I'm not, I am not the smartest person on this planet. And I can guarantee you that I'm not the only person who has ever said just investigate him financially. I mean, shit, isn't that how they got Capone? Yep. Yeah, tax evasion was so. So yep. if Congress really wanted to impeach him, if they really wanted to to censure him, if they really wanted to do all that stuff, then why not go after the thing that everybody knows they can get him for, or at least they can rouse more. The whole, I mean, really, you're gonna bring back Russia into politics? Like, I mean, I know Putin like runs nine miles naked with horses in the morning in the freezing cold. And, Nipples could cut glass. Yeah, I know. I know he's the strongest person the planet has ever seen, and all that other crazy crap. But let's be clear: Russia hasn't been a superpower since the, the since we were hiding under our fucking desks in elementary school. I mean, and and even if they are okay, so they have made they they've made better financial decisions for their country recently, and uh, half the population is actually eating a sustainable amount of food and all this stuff. Okay, so, so maybe they're making their way back into countries that, you know, can stand in the world. But 
you have to understand that it doesn't need to be some sort of power play. Like, why are we at odds with Russia again? Like, don't we have more to be at odds with the Chinese or with odds with different countries in the Middle East? We have more reason to be at odds with countries that we consider allies in the Middle East than what we do Russia at this point. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot about the thing where Russia invaded Ukraine. Right at the beginning of the... It wasn't Earth. Syria. No. No? Right at the beginning of the Trump presidency... Yeah, Russia they, they invaded someone. I can't remember who Literally was. rolled in tanks and took over yeah. a place that Russians liked to vacation because it would be cheaper if it was in-country. No joke. That was the reason. That's the reason they told their country. Like, there's got to be said for something about honesty. And, they're, like, they're just like, here you go. This is what I did. You know? Or what, what was I mean, the, the thing that got Gary Johnson? Johnson. Well, they're being honest. Oh, Ish. it was that was the reason why they got Gary, Gary Johnson on that. That's right. That's what, right. what was what was the that was the start of it? Because um, they they said, "What about this?" And he was like, "What's that?" And then they they ragged on him, and I'm like, "Dude, fucking rag on him if you want." I never fucking heard of the place. Trump Trump said, "I take the guns first, and then I due process, due process later. later." Okay, that guy said that. No, I don't think I'm siding with Biden. Here comes Biden. He says, what was his latest one? Um, I got leg hairs. I got blonde leg hairs. Oh, that's, that's old. But, but, yeah. but there's tons of them. There's t- absolutely tons of them. Nonsense. He doesn't know where he is three quarters of the time. <laughs> like, there's there's a, AR-14s. That was one of them. He's arguing with that, uh, that worker. There's tons of gaps out there politically. And I do it, too. I mean, I think anyone, yeah. anyone who has ever spoken in public or even to a friend, I mean, come on. Talking to a friend, you're telling me that you, all your comments are 100% accurate. You talk in a board meeting. In fact, never, if, you, if, you need a fact, if you want to fact check us, that, that'd be great. Because we don't want to sound like morons either. We're just regular folks talking yeah. on a podcast. Well, and differences of uh, opinion. And if you find facts out there, I mean, I like to say I do a fair amount of research into different things. But we're at spur, spur of the moment talking. So when when we talk about things, we might not necessarily, yeah, you know, um, have everything 100% fact-checked right there in front of us. Yeah. Although we try our best to fact-check as we go if we're unsure of things. Like, it's, 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 it's bugging me that I can't remember what uh, they got Gary Johnson on, so oh, I have shit service here. It wasn't Crimea. No, no. Gary Johnson, let's see. It's bad that I can't remember. I know, right? Like, that was like the... His, we his... talked about it the other day, too. Aleppo. Aleppo. Yes. And he's like, I, I mean... he tri- is... <laughs> That's all I could think about. Me too! Is, is, uh... It's somewhere by Ukraine. perfectly acceptable, but Aleppo is not knowing Aleppo... I mean, he, come on. He, he tried to uh, all right, he tried to say he thought it, it stood for something, you know, like It sounds like it stands for something. Yeah, like an organization, you know. We're Aleppo or yeah. CFL. Yeah. <laughs> no. C CIA AFL. That's what it is. Yeah, but the, but you know thing. And and people were ragging on him and I'm like, how can you It's like how can you rag on him? Like, do you know where that fucking place is? 
Like, the only reason, like, somebody like Trump will know is because he's got a fucking guy whispering into his ear, yeah, that place that just got attacked was Aleppo. It's on a teleprompter. Yeah. I mean, look, I we all know how politics works. And, 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 and again, I mean, the whole thing about it is, if you, no matter what area you're studied in, no matter how smart you are, Elon Musk could run for president of the United States, and he still might not know, he doesn't know everything. That's why you have people in your cabinet. Exactly. I mean, like, it, it, I can't understand having someone there that just said, well, I mean, we do have Trump just claims he knows everything. Uh, well, I suppose. I think there was about 30 other things that we were going to talk about that we didn't. That's all right. We can save it for the next podcast. I think we're going to wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Outwardly Awkward. I am Donnie. Hannah. Dylan. Lauren. And have a good day or good night, depending on which time zone. Later.